I'm Grant. And I'm Eric, and you're listening to the Quacking Ducks Podcast, where each week we take turns picking a piece of media that we like, making the other person experience it for the first time, and then we talk about it on this podcast. Grant, what did we talk about today? We talked about Dark Phoenix, the last X-Men A franchise. A franchise <laughs> that you have loved for nearly 20 years. I, that... I guess we should probably say there was a franchise at this point, huh? Oh, well, it's unclear. There <laughs> is still one technically There's slated. There's one left, maybe. Um, but yes, it's a franchise that you've loved for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you've and loved... hated it. You've loved the ups and downs. That's true. Uh, but there's a specific latest entry that you did not see until yes. I made you see it. Yep. And we're talking about X-Men. Dark, Dark Phoenix, Phoenix. Specifically. But yes, I I have been very vocal that I, I like the X-Men film, or historically, I have liked the X-Men film franchise m- potentially more than the MCU, holistically speaking. I think there are some phenomenal like entries in the MCU that are like, I will always remember that moment in my life kind of thing. Uh, But holistically, I am more interested in the X-Men films by the nature of that. They have just existed longer and therefore have had to change with the times more. And half of them are bad and half of them are great. And I think that still holds true. Uh, there are, some, there are a few that are perfectly in the middle, which is kind of yeah. like unfortunate. Um, but for the most part, most of them are either trash or really good to great. You know, mm. people, you know, like people dump on the X-Men films for not being MCU films without remembering that Logan and Deadpool and Legion are that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I'm like, I, I just like I also like X Men as an IP differently. I think I think the you know the social commentary metaphor is timeless, um, and I think it creates a X Men being in its own universe. I like from the the like one big lie way of doing sci fi and mm. fa- and fantasy storytelling because it's like oh yeah, there's mutants and some people have powers, and that's why I like a ton of shows just ape that concept of like, yeah, some people are born with superpowers. That's it. Very simple premise, one sentence, but you extrapolate it into a thousand different stories. Um, but yeah, I had not watched Dark Phoenix because like five other superhero movies came out that same summer, and Dark mm-hmm. Phoenix was very clearly not going to be the best. Uh, and then just the reviews really dumped on it, and I was already like... Uh, I, I was already annoyed just with the whole co- conversation around the X-Men franchise because it was like 
everyone was so goddamn excited about Disney buying Fox and be creating an entertainment monopoly. And I was just like, I don't know, this is like a little too cyberpunk for us to be cheering this hard about it. (laughs) So I think from that, I was just like, I'm just going to distance myself from the conversation overall. And I ended up just not seeing the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, But Grant picked it because he watched it semi-recently. Uh, was that the same? Was that you seeing it again, or was that the first time you? That had was seen the it? first time I saw okay. it. it. Was like like last week. So yeah. yeah. So Grant picked it, knowing that I, had, I, I, had, I needed to watch it just for I, his yeah. completion anxiety. I I I picked it because I hadn't watched it, and I was like, yeah, I want to watch all of them, you know, mm-hmm. for my own thing. But then I remembered that Eric hadn't watched it, and I was like, well, that just can't stand. That can't stand. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah, we both watched it, and I don't know that there's a value in a spoiler-free ver- conversation around this, because one, I will say, I don't think there's really a lot to spoil that nah. wasn't spoiled in the trailers, and I think everyone's pretty much made up their mind on whether or not they, they have <laughs> seen or are going to see this movie. Sure, sure, uh, I think that's fair. So in that regard, not going to worry about spoilers. I will say, I I liked it. I, I liked it. It's we had a little mini conversation about this before, and then tried to yeah. like cut it off so we could have a good podcast conversation. But uh, I think I agree that it is better than Apocalypse. Um, the one thing I will say, because no, like knowing that this was pro- this was essentially the last X Men movie. Yeah, right. we might get right. new mutants someday. But that's going to be very loosely tied in. I, I don't think that we're going to see any reoccurring characters in that anyways. I think it was always mm. intended to play like uh, Gifted, where it's like, yeah, it's just a, a world where X-Men exist, or mutants exist, and that's pretty much the only thing in common. Um, but uh, I... So I, I knew it was going to be the last one. I was not expecting it to feel like an ending at all. And it actually ended up feeling like a good, um, like, prequel trilogy ending. Like, it didn't feel like the ending of a franchise that has existed since 2001. But it felt like mm. the ending of the James McAvoy era, mm. you know? Well, and it, it was like, that was good. I was happy about that. And it certainly, uh, just so we are clear, uh, it's not actually, like... It's not, it doesn't connect to the original trilogy, like, th- that. those timelines have split. It is yeah. not a, a prequel in that right. exact sense. Well, I, uh, I just meant from the, uh, from the, uh, the scale of the, the send-off, like, it, it, totally. you know, if you thought yeah. this was literally the last X-Men movie ever, I feel like it would end in a much more, uh, grand way that's all right no yeah it, it, it's this is more of a like it's ended and you could imagine later maybe there being some adventures or something but like the like, not like this is or, essentially the episode three of the x-men movies right um so yeah uh i mean even though technically 
the there was a full trilogy already of the yeah uh, <laughs> I I would say I like from you know the set theory that I always lean to on what what makes a good trilogy or not is three things that are equally the same and equally different from each other. I don't think of Days of Future Past as part of the trilogy anymore. Now that I've seen Dark Phoenix, right. I think of Days of Future Past as being the Doctor Who Christmas special episode where, right. like, David Tennant and Matt, Matt Smith are back. It's wow, sort of that's the... crazy. And, like, yeah, it might fit into the, the over, like, whatever the current story is. But, like, really, I think, if anything, the ending of Days of Future Past makes the quadrilogy more confusing because you got a bunch of shit like, wait, Mystique is the bad guy who kidnaps Wolverine? I think... In, no, and then uh, the next movie, it's like, ah, forget about that stuff. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. I, I, I think... So one of the things... Uh, like, I, one of the things I wanted to talk about about this was talking about kind of, one of your, your different reasons for loving the series. And I do think that one thing that we've talked about before is that it's certainly it's it's a series that especially after the original trilogy of X-Men X2 and the next and the last stand it's sort of like you said because that like other superhero movies started coming out and it had to it had to adapt to the times it mm-hmm. basically the series decided to give itself the freedom to do Pretty much whatever the fuck it wanted with it, yeah. with, with whatever was next in the the queue for you know uh, for the series. So like those first three X Men films are a trilogy for sure, and then it was like oh, what, Iron Man is coming out, so let's take the Iron Man that Fox owns. So we'll have X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, and then that didn't do so hot. And then they're like, okay, well, let's do the X-Men again, but we'll do a prequel. We'll we'll have young new faces that we can build a franchise off of. So they did First Class. And then they're like, well, I guess we want to make another one with Wolverine, so let's make the Wolverine. And then Days of Future Past was kind of the, like, we were thinking about doing a prequel series and we're still kind of going to do those time frames, but fuck continuity. Yeah. Uh, Which they already fucking ruined ruined multiple times over anyway. So, so it was kind of like a, like, Oh, just, you know, timelines and stuff. Um, apocalypse was, uh, it was an attempt to make a, another X-Men one, two, movie like I, 10 years I, later i think i think i don't know that it was even attempting that my my feeling for how x-men apocalypse feels is that somebody from the future from from our present mm-hmm. uh saw um avengers in game and teleported back into the past and told uh, the screenwriter of X-Men and X2. <laughs> uh, they, they like, just sort of kind of generally told them what Avengers Endgame was like for the 15 minutes that they had to spend in that timeline. <laughs> and then they got popped back into yeah. the, the, the present. And then those people wrote a movie, and then it 
serviced now, and that's kind of what it's like. Yeah. Um, that's fair. <laughs> I just mean that it plays so, like, it plays like a movie from that era in terms of, like, right. the Daredevil, Spider-Man 3, Fantastic Four 2. Like, it's very much like, we're going to do the same thing again, and we're going to do the next, like, the third most popular villain from the right. franchise who's that apocalypse okay we're gonna do the literally the same thing we just did but with apocalypse and that'll be fine and it's like now this is really boring now mm -hmm. um but yeah dark phoenix i think to its credit it is it is better than that and it is if it it's sort of it has little things that are kind of like oh, what what did you do? I mean, was that a, a reshoot, a redoing of CGI, something, and then something was left in that maybe shouldn't have been, but like eh, whatever, it doesn't really matter. My my prime example is the opening action sequence is the X Men going into space, and uh, they're saving uh, a space shuttle. Um, because I guess there's a space shuttle. Oh, no, that's right. It's in the nineties. Yeah. Uh, so they're gonna save a space shuttle from being blown up by what they later find out is the Phoenix Force. Um, so Nightcrawler teleports in, and then teleports out a whole group of astronauts, and then they're like, "Oh, but we left one of our astronauts over there. He was trying to fix it." And so <laughs> Quicksilver takes a roll of duct tape and a spare helmet and puts the helmet on uh, Nightcrawler and ra runs around him real fast and duct tapes him up. And so his, he's good. And then they teleport Nightcrawler and Nightcrawler and Jean, Jean Grey back into the the cargo bay of the uh, <laughs> of the space shuttle but it's like ripped open. It's exposed to space. So okay, I so, just like, thought of a Jean thing Grey that... is fine, yeah. which like maybe she has some powers that can make it fine. But they put this helmet on Nightcrawler so that he wouldn't die. But like his sleeves and his feet and his tail are all just exposed to yeah. space. So because I I watched this with Helen uh, this morning and. I th I just now think I I understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. The problem is is not fucking clear at all, and I think it's the difference between uh like insanely high altitude and in space. Like I I believe they think they are doing uh you know like the Red Bull jump <laughs> stunt nonsense uh -huh. where it's like. Yeah, you can say you're in space because like you're out like you're at a certain threshold of the atmosphere that makes it look like you're in space and you see the sky and stuff, but you're also still within Earth's gravity. I don't know the science enough to be oh. like why is this what where is it space and where is it just high up? But All I, I'm I think is... the the thought was like for whatever reason we don't need to provide Nightcrawler a spacesuit, but what we do need to provide is an extremely tiny bubble of oxygen via this <laughs> helmet. I'm not saying this is makes it any better, 
or makes any sense. It was just, I think this is yet another piece of the problem of like, are they in space or are they just really high up? Because also I... their jet is a jet. It's not a spaceship. So how did they get in space? And then how did they get back from space in a jet? Like there's a lot of things that here's my, don't make here, sense if they're here's in my, space. Here's my thing. And it might connect with your thing. Um, I think that what was written and then shot on a green screen was one thing. Mm-hmm. And then they handed it off to the VFX house and uh, the VFX house was like, okay, cool. They go to space. Yeah. And so space. And they're like, that's space. And then nobody checked in between one. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's something. fair. That like, it seems possible. like either something changed or there's a miscommunication because it's they're in space <laughs> like yeah. They're, yeah, they're as high as the ISS is as far as I can glean from all the information given to me they're in space and there's a bunch of things that then don't make sense right so the so, only thing I can do in my brain to make it feel better is flip it and be like oh no all these things make a little bit of sense because it's not space even though it looks exactly like space yeah um, uh, I would say I so outside of that because honestly you told me about that beforehand, and I saw it. I was like, yup, that was dumb. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't put my finger on anything else that really felt like that. Um, I would say that overall, it's a pretty, like, that. that's, like, definitely the weirdest, like, yeah. thing to me. Um, I, th- there's, again, this is where continuity doesn't fully matter. It doesn't matter. Um. Charles, Exa- yeah. Charles Xavier's character has changed quite a lot in the James McAvoy uh, series, and they sort of sometimes try to, like, have some internal consistency of James McAvoy Xavier being similar and growing mm-hmm. and changing. Kind of. Mostly in between the first one and then Days of Future Past with the mm-hmm. understanding of what's happened. He's pretty different, in my opinion, in this movie. Um, he's super arrogant and not really all that concerned with the well-being of his students. So here's the uh, thing: I, I this is actually interesting because I think, <laughs> well, I think he is. I think they. Hmm, I'm trying to think how to phrase this because I think those elements could were could always be argued as subtextually in the character intentionally no, 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 or unintentionally totally. in a, I, I, a very like cracked after hours kind of way no totally um, i think i think there's there i guess what maybe it's a so maybe it is a a craft issue of like not being subtle about it because mm-hmm. like yes the whole the whole concept of uh xavier has put in mental blocks inside of jean gray when she was a child and never told her about it even though she's an adult now mm-hmm is in the character baked in. Yeah. You know, that, like, and that's been shown many times, you know, several times at least. And, um, so that is there. And it, you know, it's, it's, he's Dumbledoring her. Like, he's not telling her shit that she needs to know. And obviously that goes And also using child soldiers. (laughs) Right, yeah. Um, but, well, to be fair... (laughs) <laughs> they none of these people should be this young in the nineties if they are that old in the sixties and then eighties. Yeah, t- time like, doesn't matter. <laughs> like <laughs> I think I looked it up when James McAvoy uh Xavier 
compared to where he was in first class, which was the 60s. Yeah. He should be like 60 in this movie. Yep. Um, anyways, um, so. Yes, those things are there, but I think they they sort of off screen were turned up to 11 in like and then yeah. and then stayed that way despite definitive like proof of like you need to change your ways like things are going bad yeah, like I, and I then think it wasn't I... until the very end for little reason that you know I think that's fair the the like degrees of of it I actually really liked it though because like ignoring how blatant it is in this movie like objectively comic comics and uh you know the films always make it more like they're adults other than the the more recent ones it's like yeah but Xavier's always been using child soldiers like that's kind of the gimmick of the t of like the concept like day one issue one they're teenagers and also child soldiers in a culture war mm-hmm. fighting terrorists and like mm-hmm. that's f- like it's simultaneously inherent to the fantasy of the X-Men and also super fucked up. So I think I like, I actually think it's really interesting and I really enjoyed the movie actually trying to like tackle and address that. I do think for the sake of accomplishing that you kind of do need to turn it up a lot so that the, like the, the, dumb people in the audience like get it and aren't like what no Xavier's always been the good guy so therefore he's the good guy and everyone criticizing him is just wrong it's like no no we're gonna make it so obvious to you that you're like oh yeah Xavier is be- is being an asshole and a bad I person just liked, I would have liked some preamble of just showing like like he kind of just right off the bat is like just like ignoring Beast and it, like yeah, yeah it's fine. There's yeah, a lot like him to at and, least to get and not shown of like we keep going on even danger more dangerous right. missions. And it's like right. I've never seen this team go on a mission period right. before right. now. Um, I do think that overall it it works fine, and I think that there's in general in terms of character work in the movie, I think that there's some really good. Um, relationship and character work mm-hmm. with like, you know, uh, we are in the spoilers. You know, with with Raven dying and mm-hmm. that affecting Beast, and then Beast's relationship with Magneto, and like, you know, like yeah, that that's the continuity that they do give a shit about, and that yeah. they do really well. Where it felt it feels very really like, cool, Fast and the Furious, yeah, in those yeah. moments where it's like, hey. Four movies ago, you had this relationship with this character, and we're gonna pay that off and respect it right. now. And even like I, while I agree, it feels like while I would struggle to to like believe it, other than seeing it in front of me, the exchange between Beast and Professor Xavier, I actually thought was really interesting because it's like so. Like, because of the blatancy, it's not, they're not dancing around it. Beast is like literally saying, You fucked up, just yeah, admit yeah. it. Yeah. And, that and was then, really like, good. Xavier kind of twists it. It's like, If you need to be a dick to me, 
uh, right. on the day I bury my sister, you know, building off the relationship they yeah. had because they've known each other since they were like 10. It's like, yeah. I, I can get, I, I like, yes, it, it feels like obviously Beast is right and I agree with him, but I can also kind of understand a version of Xavier not being able to handle that, especially right. that day time. of all days yeah. kind yeah. of thing. Like, I thought that scene was great. I think it was good, too. I, I, I did like that. Um, yeah, there's a lot. I, I liked that. I liked, honestly, um, yeah, Plays Beast is great. And his yeah. scenes, both with Xavier and with Magneto, were awesome. Um, I think uh, I'm less of a uh, a fan of some things of how they're presented, but I still think that they're still good work with also with like Scott Summers mm -hmm. where I think, I, I guess maybe I had a lot in my head, the original X-Men like uh, performance. Yeah. Of all that stuff. <laughs> I, I did uh, mention so that like, to Helen, just like where, like the, the like chemistry. I, I don't know if I can read actor chemistry, but like the relationship between Gene and him felt like yeah. genuine. And, and I was like, Boy, it's really fucked up that she just gets bored of him later, you yeah. know, thinking of, of the, the adult versions of the characters. Right, right. No, yeah, I, I agree. Um, I, uh, I liked a lot of the... Um, oh, it's one other Cyclops yeah. thing I just want to mention because it's super quick. Yep. The, the Cyclops uh, telescope eye blast cannon from the ship. I was like, oh, that's really fucking cool and clever oh, and, like, yeah, yeah. totally makes sense to be a thing they would have, especially if if we have another time jump and they've been doing missions and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, um... I, I do want to say a thing on... I do really like uh, the action in this movie. <laughs> I think that one of the biggest problems... <laughs> With, with a lot, but with with uh, X Men: The Last Stand, you know, the last time they tried to do the Dark Phoenix thing, mm -hmm. is that they didn't quite have a handle on how they wanted to do the action. And that's partly because there hadn't been a whole lot of movies like this at that point, and you know, probably partly because of other stuff. But like, I think this movie did a really good job of creating very interesting action moments that were, uh very effective in, in, in using everybody, uh, you know, well and, and showing everybody off without feeling like uh, what some of the problems that people have with, with the Avengers stuff at this point where it's like, oh, it's so big and so mm -hmm. feature heavy that it feels like it's a series of featuring people's specialities where it's like this felt more, oh yeah, they naturally would do that in this situation. Yeah, it had, you know, the, it had that kind of like street fight feel to it too mm -hmm. of like yeah these are superheroes but like they're in an emotional state some of them are just random people with dreadlocks uh, <laughs> and they're you know it's like this is what a street fight looks like with people who have powers you know mm -hmm. it felt that's say, the kind of vibe it felt like I did uh, the, the one um, thing that made me laugh a little bit uh, was in the when Jean Grey first 
is confronted by them after mm-hmm. she like takes out her father or whatever. Um, they straight up do the Justice League Return of Superman bit. Like they they show up and uh, they do with Quicksilver. Uh, they have oh, they yeah. time slow down. Him run at the yeah. The they don't super do being. it quite as and it's insanely not as, intense, but yeah, 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 it's the same. Like it's not shtick. even it. Like yeah, it's the same shtick. It's not done, in my opinion, as as well. Even though that yeah. movie, that movie is more of a mess, I think that bit played off really like in a very humorous and very effective way. Yeah, but like yeah, they do the same shtick, and then it. Like pretty much, it goes quickly to Raven getting killed, and, and it's off. But uh, it made me laugh that they yeah. did that. It is uh, also kind of funny an effective that, like, way of getting him out of the movie. Technically, knocks himself out of the fight just by tripping. Because like, yeah. No, no, yeah, no, she moved the stuff, but like, he breaks a lot of. Yeah, he just he trips. Yeah, so he's just out of the rest of the movie, which yeah. is like, oh, okay, that's a fair enough way to get him out. Like, yeah. He, um, I just thought it was funny from the like, oh man, look how evil mm-hmm. Jean is. It's like, no, Quicksilver just tripped. Yeah, she yeah. did accidentally kill Raven, and that one's bad, but don't love Quicksilver's injuries in on this, too. Like, yeah. that's his own fault. But yeah, no, the street fight thing where they were, like, literally out in the street and they had Dreadlocks guy and, and yeah. like, at the the uh, the place where they hit yeah, I was. Yeah, I was of two minds of Dreadlocks guy. Because uh-huh. I... Knowing this was the last movie in the franchise, I was like, ah, this is kind of a missed opportunity. Everything else about this this movie so far has felt so respectful to people who've been paying attention. To, like, yeah, Apocalypse is required reading for this movie to get who a lot of these characters are. Um, you know, it, it feels very respectful to the loyal fans. And, like, these two henchmen are just, like, they're just randos. Like, they're new people. Like, you could, like... Could it have been so much more interesting to have like Toad and someone else here? I and I agree. I agree. And I, I, I was agree. thinking that, but also alternatively, it's kind of tradition at this point that there's Magneto and then just some f- fucking randos. And I was yeah. like, I don't know. Maybe I like that it's randos because that is the tradition, you know. I like will say, like instead of doing something special for the last one, they just maintain tradition. Of a fucking random weirdo. <laughs> I, I, I'd be fine with one random weirdo. I think it would have been really cool if they brought Ray Park back to be Toad. I think that would have been really neat. Ray Park would have been weird because. Well, like Toad in general. Well, because also Toad is in Apocalypse. He just uh, doesn't do anything. Uh, he was like washing dishes or something. I've forgotten about that. Yeah. So I like, think they should have brought Ray Park back in. I think Ray Park would have been good in Days of Future Past. Sure. I think that would have been fucking cool because Toad I, was my favorite from uh, the first one. So after I watched this movie, I, I rewatched uh, one and two. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I there's a little bit where Toad. I think it's after he like fucks up Storm briefly. Mm-hmm. He does like this weird little jingle dance yeah and it's my favorite thing in that movie that i i just love this like happy-go-lucky little 
little mutant uh, baddie. I love him. Anyways, yeah, Toad was great. Um, uh, yeah, yeah I, so was I was good. like, oh, you could have done someone like a like a throwback character here, or mm-hmm. even like a throw forward character where it's like, oh, this is the right. old, the past version of a character that shows up in like three or something. Yeah. And I was like, no, I like I kind of like the tradition of. Magneto and his two chuckleheads. Yeah. You know, original chucklehead, Sabretooth, and uh, Toad. And then uh, I guess he picks up Pyro kind of by two. Uh-huh. Yeah. But then, like, he's got a whole army of chuckleheads by three. three. He's got a yeah. uh, guy who becomes slightly spiky. Uh, <laughs> a girl who claps really hard. Uh girl who can move three feet and back really quickly, and also can smell mutants or some bullshit. Uh, it's great. I I love it. He also uh, has multiple it's tradition. Man. He does, uh, so he yeah. does have mo- he, In fact, he has multiple man and uses him kind of oh, once. Oh, yeah, yeah, he does get away. multiple man and juggernaut for a bit, too. Uh, yeah. So, but I like the random chuckleheads with tattoos. I like yeah, yeah. mildly pointy boy and clap yeah. girl who claps really hard. Like I kind of <laughs> like that psychic knife girl and dreadlocks man were like they they did not fit it being the last X Men movie, but they fit the tradition of that, Magneto and two goons. Yeah, no, dreadlocks guy is almost like one for one to like one of his other goons that he he's, had. He's in. like the guy who could <laughs> yes, make yes, two spikes yes, out of his yes. arms. I was gonna say that. Yeah, he's that guy. He's uh, that guy, or the guy who can regrow just his arms and says, <laughs> "Come on." Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I love those. I love those goons. Like yeah, that's part of the. That's a part of the franchise and the fact that they had a guy who I think his mutation is just his dreadlocks get longer because he's clearly putting a lot of physicality into the actual whipping <laughs> part so he's not like he's not like Medusa the and I'm saying Medusa the Inhumans character who can literally control her hair I think his I... hair just gets longer and then he can u- use it as a weapon because it's so, of how long it is I don't think <laughs> Right? I don't think that that would be that effective, but it's I only effective like if you it. know how to whip your hair back and forth. Whip oh, your hair back and God. forth. <laughs> I was oh. not even setting that joke up. I was just like, literally, all like his ability is he can grow his his braids get longer, uh-huh. and then he can use them as weapons because of how long they are, and he can retract <sighs> them too. I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which also doesn't make sense if they're braided. Like, how does he retract a braid back into his head? <laughs> it doesn't fucking make sense. And I love it. I am here for braid guy. <laughs> it's the best. Um, let's see what else. Also, there's aliens in this movie. But oh like, yeah, who I was really gonna get cares? to that. <laughs> I do. I was gonna before I got to that. Uh, I really liked the really fucked up scene where she makes Xavier walk to her. Um, yeah, that was dark. Super dark. <laughs> really, that, really that dark. That belonged in, like, Logan or something. I know, it does. And it, I, I really liked it, because it, visually it was really cool. It was and so real, unnerving. Yeah. Real fucked up. I love but, when she uh, says it, and he's just like, oh, Bitch, what fuck. the fuck are you talking about? I can't do that. <laughs> like, yeah. what are you talking about? Um. Okay, so, yes, there are aliens in this movie. Um. Yeah. I, I don't... Okay, I don't know why, but for some reason, I 
kept not thinking of them as aliens and instead thinking of them as vampires. There's <laughs> That's no, fair. There's no real reason that I should, but it does kind of feel like they were... I feel like every extra was playing it more like a vampire. They're That's all fair. very, very like kind of, you know, just straight faced and kind of like, all right, like coming for you. And then obviously they're super powerful and stuff. Uh, and it just kind of the tone of this movie yeah, was kind of. I think of also when they take mutants. damage and they always kind of revert to their alieny uh-huh. self under their human self, it does have a like shooting at a yeah. uh, 30 days of night vampire yeah. kind of feel to it. Like, I totally see where you're coming from, yeah, honestly. It, it, it feel, and, and I think it also just fits with this movie feels like a mutants versus vampires kind of story. Like yeah, that's, it, it's where the aliens are essentially like store brand scrolls. Yeah. Uh, but like by that nature, they're just like, and I think this is a big part of why the, the, movie actually got trashed when it came out because Captain Marvel came out the same summer. And mm. it's like, oh, it has worse scrolls and worse space stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, but the X-Men stuff is actually really good, but that's not what people are going to be focusing on if they literally just saw Captain Marvel. Um, mm. So I get it. Uh, but yeah, the aliens were fucking super lame and boring. <laughs> yeah, and I don't really care. Were. I hated them. And they have weird. They they had they had two powers. No, they had three powers. They could heal really well unless you shot them with a big gun. If you shot them with a regular sized gun, they'll heal. But if you shot yeah, them with a uh-huh. big gun, yeah. they would die. Uh, they could shapeshift once. Apparently, <laughs> they're not. They they only would shapeshift to one person. Whatever person they saw first, they would shapeshift to that, and then just do that maybe they had to like consume them or something because we didn't get the like mm-hmm. two people looking at each other or anything and they could twist your belly really hard okay. with their mind okay I want to talk about <laughs> I that guess. they could give I... you a purple nurple just like really bad though <laughs> I, I, I had forgotten about that part and they only uh... do it like fucking twice and it's like <laughs> what is this <laughs> And maybe they can do, like, telepathy stuff, because there's all the illusions of space and shit. It's like, oh, I talked you up, I took you to this hotel room, and then she's like, you're gonna show me this hotel room? No, I'm gonna show you space. It's like, how? Mm. With your powers, or with the alien technology? Or just cause, like, I don't, I don't like the alien. The aliens suck. Now that I think about it, maybe this movie is bad because I hate the aliens so much. I like everything else. I will say, the aliens are really not a good part of it. No, Um, and they're not even like... uh, I I do think the the vampire fight-ness, the like, you can't kill them with a little gun, but you can kill them with a big gun. It did make for like the train action scene actually be really fucking cool. Yeah. I remember when the trailers were showing, like, oh, there's gonna be a train fight scene. I remember, like, Weekly Planet making the yeah. joke and, and it being true of, like, isn't there always, like, a caravan right, or a truck right. or a this train a really that everyone's one, in handcuffs on the vehicle? Yeah. And, that, and like, this one was the best one? I it, it This kind of goes to the same thing I said about Dreadlocks, man, where it's like, yeah, it's kind of tradition, that there's always a vehicle that everyone's handcuffed in, 
Yeah. But this was the best one of that, so yeah. I like yeah. it. <laughs> I agree. I think, okay, I think I figured out why I think they're vampires. <laughs> um, they, uh, they all do the um, vampires from Twilight run. Like, I think it's just oh, whatever... Yep. Whatever shit, low, exactly whatever the- lower budget, making people run really fast, effect is. There's a one low budget thing, and both Twilight and this yep, movie do it. Is it. Exact, you're exactly right, and uh, we've just outed ourselves as people who have seen at least one Twilight movie. I've uh, seen them all. Yeah, well, I wasn't gonna say that, but <laughs> I knew my, that it was my OCD. I saw two because I had to, and then. I couldn't. I don't think your OCD should force you to see all seven movies if you've seen two. If you've seen five, what? No, there's only there's only uh, four movies. Ah, that is fifty percent. Then I guess. Yeah. No, that can't be right. Really, there's one, two, and then part one and part two. Yeah. Ah, that's stupid. I don't think you should get two movies for the third in a franchise. Just fucking make a trilogy already. What? What part one, part two, uh, not not of like a new franchise or anything, yeah. but of, of of an adapted thing has ever really deserved it? Because I would argue that even Harry Potter didn't. I need to. don't think I've watched them because by that point I was like the books. I just like the books better, you know. Okay. So well, I don't. I, I think I've watched them on TV, and Harry, I don't think I've watched them back to back. I've just seen Dobby die like five times and that's uh-huh. all i've seen from the movies <laughs> <laughs> harry potter uh did it first and it was acceptable because that was a very large large book and it yeah. was also and like it was a seven like, right you right. earned it by exactly that uh and it made them a lot of money but yeah everybody copied them and it really wasn't super necessary even in harry potter's case yeah. so yeah I want uh, okay. This is a huge tangent, but I'll, I'll relate it back to X Men in a second. Off. Yeah, but I really would. I actually am genuinely excited for when for the inevitable HBO uh, remake TV show adaption of Harry Potter, and I say that because we can actually do like all of it. Like I, I'm the psycho who likes seeing the banal aspects of, like, school life hit the supernatural and fantasy stuff. Like, I want to see the fucking ghost professor who's really boring. Mm, mm-hmm. I, you're obviously yeah. not going to do that in a movie, because uh-huh. literally the, his descriptive trait is that he's really fucking boring. Yeah. But I think that's interesting. Yeah. And my, the way I'll tie that back into X-Men is... I'm annoyed oh. that we've never gotten the very obvious thing in my head of just like just make a show that's about the students who attend <laughs> the high school where everyone has superpowers oh shit that reminds me of one of my favorite things that is ends way too quickly uh i love uh-huh. that they have a fucking mutant yes bonfire party that's what i was hoping that you would get to okay and like i think dazzler's costume being the comic book costume looks fucking kind of dumb, but Donnie, I love the idea of, like... Uh, yeah, Donnie oh, would yeah. hate us if we did and not like, mention there's this. There's, like, a portal opening, so people are just, like, teleporting in from, like, uh-huh. fuck knows wherever, Yeah, and that's... Yeah, if you're, like, this is, like, the superhero college and high school, and yeah. they're throwing a party, and my best friend can teleport, yeah. 
yeah. fuck yeah, let's go crash that party. <laughs> like, I, that's, that was, I love that. And I want an entire TV show that is that. I a thousand percent agree. I the only think I knew about this movie before watching it really was uh, Donnie had told me that Dazzler was in it. And I was oh, like, yeah. oh, OK, that's cool. Uh, so and I was I was happy with the, uh, the use of the it, usage like, of it. Yeah. I thought it was very fun. Yeah. Yeah. We don't get enough of that at in Harry Potter of like, what does a high school party look oh, like yeah. at Hogwarts? No, they don't. And I get that it's all a boarding school. And like, no, how do you throw a party? They still yeah, have parties. You throw parties at boarding schools. Yeah. But like that, that scene was. Really, they should be making boarding school like closet hooch yeah. of magic. Also, it's super fucking cool. I think it says a shit ton about the world and the the way the school works that they are aggressively under surveillance at a party where alcohol is being served. They are not not allowed to drink, uh-huh. but also they are aggressively being monitored. There are, there are cameras in these yeah, woods. There's like literally <laughs> heat and energy monitors and stuff. And like it totally makes sense that's like, hey, this is a school run by uh like 70 year old 20 somethings who are like, no, I get it. Like we were a teenager somehow five minutes ago. So like, I get it. Uh-huh. But also if you're going to drink and have the loaded weapon, that is your eyeballs. Uh, we're going to fucking right. Keep that shit monitored. We're, we're going to, we're going to be able to jump in for when someone like yeah, gets Scott like, Summers too drunk I and dares him to take his fights off. Like, Raven and Hank were essentially the like, if you're gonna do it, we'd rather you do it at home, parents. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And like, that totally fits them. Let me ask right? you this. This is a pro, yeah, uh, this is a problem that I feel. I don't know if it's entirely the movie's fault because, okay, it's partially the movie's fault. There's no reason that these people are, should be the, this age. That's, mm-hmm. that's certainly yeah, the case. But, it's hard for me to determine what age they are supposed to be because I don't have any cues from the timeline because it's way mm-hmm. off. And then on top of that, I just in general feel like 30-year-olds used to look older than they <laughs> do now because I'm almost 30. And, I, you know, so I am, I am thrown off a lot where I'm like, oh, shit, there are the people in charge? Like, yeah, that's like me being in charge. No, not good. Like, like, so I'm, I'm very unclear as to how old everybody's supposed I, to be. Okay, I picture Raven and Beast being exactly whatever age you picture <laughs> a first-year teacher who still turns the chair around and sits out backwards uh-huh. when talking to students. Whatever age you're picturing, that's what I was picturing. Okay. Now, I will say, and this ties into the ending, I did not remotely picture Storm being old enough to then wear a business suit and teach a class by the end of the movie. Okay, exactly. Uh, she's that was at, the one where I was like, she is. No, that, okay. that's not right. Who is having that party? Is it the students? Because if it's the students, then the entire X Men team besides Beast and, and Raven are there? Or is it like the teachers' bonfire? There's this weird thing where. Because like Quicksilver's there. Dasser well, doesn't look super young. The school doesn't fucking make sense as a school because uh-huh. it's... Because also, you have fucking 10-year-olds going to school here. 
and also you have fucking 30 year olds being like TAs essentially. Right. Okay. And they didn't have any senior staff to be like, we had Beast and we had right. Raven. Right. And then we had a bunch a of a bunch teaching of teenagers. <laughs> okay. So. Or 20 somethings. Like, after 20 somethings, why are they still like we've never we've literally never seen a graduating class is the problem. If you graduate, you instantly are faculty. Like that's how the system <laughs> works. Like no one leaves the school. But we also it's like a roach motel. <laughs> it's also just like it's very unclear. There aren't do they have other teachers besides these like four or <laughs> like apparently not <laughs> apparently well, they not have, well, they have a shit ton of students yeah. like they, it's not like a class well, that's of, what like that's what works i think it works better in the like deadpool universe where it's like oh yeah colossus you know right right an adult and even right. like x-men 3 had like hey beast used to be a teacher and like a student here and he left because he's an old man now and he right. works for the government right. or something. Yeah, he's a senator or whatever, yeah. Um, um I I do <laughs> I do wonder if they ever get either just substitutes or just have an actual like okay, here's my here here's the thing. And this is certainly because I I get it that <laughs> that there's no continuity. But like Storm was like a teenager living on the streets of Egypt, like couple years ago. Uh, that was ten right? years ago, Grant. Well, that was fuck. the eighties. Damn it! Yeah, okay, it <laughs> exactly. was ten years this ago. This is the problem. It but doesn't she, make any sense. She just ages really well. Um, okay, yeah. so yeah, it was All like ten. age extremely well. But then she decided that she had a real passion for teaching because okay, no. she is she is teaching. <laughs> That's the thing. It's not even. It's not even that they have the mutant like X Men teaching like powers or whatever. And I, I, in terms of actually thinking about it, I don't think we've ever seen besides Xavier teaching people in first class. I don't think we've ever seen actual students in a class that wasn't just a normal high school class. Like Storm uh, in this movie is teaching meteorology. I remember. Uh, um, I see what you're saying. Xavier was teaching like philosophy or something in like one, like they, oh, they you are in a classroom that is, that is not because they always do the danger room stuff. And that's what I mean. A classroom that is somewhat related to what these people are experts in, and not I, like I don't think yeah. that Storm oh, just because she can Where, create yeah. lightning, I don't think that she is qualified to teach people about meteorology. Yeah, but that <laughs> like, is kind of small town culture, like. You just teach. You just become a teacher. Like I'll you take your. I'll like, take yeah, your word for that. Technically, you, you need a better. teaching license, and that's about it. You <laughs> you don't need to be an expert in mathematics to be a high school math teacher. <laughs> I'm just well, watching. Like, now that I think about it, I'm like, great, you fucking moron. You think a high school physics teacher is an expert in physics? Not expert, <laughs> maybe, but good enough. Understand? Like, I don't know why. Storm knows anything at all about that. I mean, guess maybe if she went real deep in on her powers or whatever yeah. to which, understand them. I mean, makes sense because she somehow is able to make like ice cubes now, which that that's was true. one thing where I was like, no, that's Iceman. That's not 
Storm, right. Storm can't make ice cubes. You know what I thought of <laughs> when I saw those four ice cubes drop into Scott Summer's hand? Yeah. I thought of the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, I'm just watching the the final like classroom scene uh, on silent on my computer right now. Yeah. There are so many children. Yeah, there are like ten in this movie. There's a lot. There's a yeah, lot. First of kids. movie had a nice even spread of like, oh, that's like you know middle school. And, like, there's a lawful lot of 20-somethings still at the school, uh, you know, with, like, original Colossus and, and uh, uh, original Shadow Cat and stuff. Yeah. I think they were supposed to be teenagers, but... I think... Yeah, it's yeah, weird. I, I, original Colossus, I think, was was supposed to be a student, but then quickly yeah. turned into, you know, TA or whatever. But, yeah. Yeah, original Colossus X2, I think, is, like, yeah. a student. Yes. Whatever yeah. age a student is. Is, yes. is a student... 15 to 18 or are they 18 to 35 like i don't know <laughs> uh, and a show would be able to answer these questions i like the idea i i uh, it seems so fucking obvious like i'm because so i mentioned legion before but there was an era uh, a time period before like they like fx and fox announced they were doing three x-men tv shows they're doing uh, which ended up being Legion, uh, which is great, but it's not the, what I want. Uh, Gifted, which is also really good. Like, it, it's mm. a little bit more uh, less high art than Legion, but, like, yeah. they yeah. actually really, they they dig in deep with, like, the political commentary metaphor of mutants. Um, Gifted seems very similar to, fuck, what was that show that was about Aliens and I had Noah Wiley. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I'll find it. Don't worry. Uh, and then there was going to be a Hellfire Club show, which didn't happen. Falling uh, skies. That's what I was thinking of. Falling yeah, skies. Yeah. Yeah. So Gifted is a little bit. It's weird. Gifted is Falling Skies for most... the mutants. The problem is, it's actually not dystopic at all for everyone right, else. Right, it's like right. it's very. Uh, yeah, I watched the first day Underground Railroad. Is yeah. is kind of the thing. Uh, uh, it, it also is very Sarah Connor Chronicles kind of uh, in yeah, terms of yeah, like like yeah. literally the same actors are in it. Yeah. Um, what was the last one you were saying? Hellfire Club did not come out. It, it was announced, but it did not get made. Didn't Hellfire there Club something... is a part of no, the I... Gifted? Yeah. Though. Yeah. They they like recycled it. I guess maybe I don't know. But the part. Problem is that's three shows. None of them are a fucking high school show about X Men. Wait, wasn't that. there another? And I get that Fox is in CW, and CW would be the people I would want to make it or uh-huh. Netflix. Actually, you know that's exactly what I want. Dear white people, but it's X Men. That is well, exactly now, the show I want. Now it's going to be Disney Plus that'll probably if they make it. Disney Plus. Be, Disney Plus are the are the literal company that could make it. I'm saying, yeah. oh, what create like what yeah. company has done a show like what I want that I could just drop the X Men branding on top of? So like CW, uh, y- yeah, kind of. I think they're they they like Riverdale now is just how many Stephen Kings. Look how many Stephen King books I read. It's not really about high school students at all. Um, um, the I didn't watch more than the first episode of it, but I think you did. Uh, 
did uh, the Hulu uh, Marvel Runaways that get closer to what you want from X-Men? I don't. One, I didn't watch that much more of it, and no, because it's still... I don't want to watch a show about five kids with superheroes who happen to be teenagers. Right. I want to watch a show about about school that has 50 to 150 <laughs> students that all have superpowers. And, and four teachers. <laughs> and four teachers. No, that, exactly. That's why I don't want. Actually, if I I'm being honest. I kind of think it would I, be humorous if they, if they just didn't address the fact that they only have teachers. like four teachers yeah. for everyone. Honestly, if I had my way, I don't actually want a TV show. What I want is the Game Boy Color Harry Potter RPG Jesus. that covers uh, the first book, Philosopher's Stone, because that covers the entirety of the book, and, like every piece, and it's also a, an RPG where you have freedom to explore the whole school doing your tasks in the order you want and stuff. Uh, it's great, and it uh, there was a there was like an entire like hours worth of content that was just like, oh yeah, it's finals week. You have to do all of the finals for all of your classes. It was awesome, because it was like you had to do all these missions related to each class you had. That It was like, I loved it. Holy but, yeah. shit, this looks really good. It's really good. I'm amazed I've that never... it's like one of those things where it's not old enough for people to feel nostalgic about, because uh-huh. uh, or, or it's not old enough for like uh, you know, people who are older than us who kind of drive those conversations a little bit more. You know, it's not in the like Mega Man and like uh Lion King and Aladdin games. You know, like it's obviously mm-hmm. like a solid ten years later than that. Uh, not maybe I'm exaggerating, but yeah, it's too new for anyone who like would. Do, do you remember Double Fine used to do these? game streams where it's like it was a let's play yeah of a double fine person and a person who worked on an old classic mm-hmm. and they would talk about that old classic it's like well harry potter rpg wasn't old enough to be that but um this yeah, looks it's really cool good and really solid. i've wanted to go fuck. back to it for years oh my god this looks so dope it's yeah. i mean it's straight up like harry potter earthbound but also looks like it has a bunch of like mini games that are kind of warrior ish like yeah for the finals and for other stuff like that that's yeah, the, super the, cool yeah. and like diagon alley is like its own instance so you kind of only go there if you have relevant missions and stuff but yeah and it's it it hops into like turn-based yeah, uh, yeah. combat so you're using the spells and stuff but yeah it was yeah. so good um Oh my god, they're walking around with the visibility cloak. This is great. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, you go into those a- after dark missions and stuff. I never finished it. I got, I played up until uh, you were trying to, you, you were, you have snuck out and you're going to the secret entrance to where Fluffy is and everything. <laughs> like, that's how far I got into it. This is cool. Oh man, yeah. they're playing the wizard's chest. This is dope. Yeah, I'm wanna, amazed I, that there's like not just a, a like a another game of this. Like someone just deciding to remake it, you know, as a fan kind of thing. You know, like like a game that's like a very obvious throwback in the way that like um 
I'm blanking out the game that is clearly a Harvest Moon inspired game. I'm sorry, I blanked out. I was uh, watching this thing. What, what the, are we talking the, about? Like farming game, 16-bit art style, very recent and was very popular. I don't oh, know. You made me forget it, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, and that's clearly a Harvest Moon game, but it's like also like has modern development sensibilities. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um This and this definitely looks I mean this Game Boy is like full on the book, like it goes through Yeah. Like yeah, I'm it, looking it's at the a end book stuff, adaption but, because it's yeah. before the movies. It was like we're gonna make the game in time for the movie, but mm. we're just base it off the book, because, like, you don't need to worry about it. Like, just assume everyone's gonna look the same. Oh, it's WB Interactive. Trying to find who was making this. It's cool. Yeah. Anywho. Um, Anywho. So, uh, watch uh, uh, Mutant Source Vampires, the movie, because uh, it <laughs> is fun. It's good. Uh, and I, it- I enjoyed it. I, I was happy that I watched it. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It made me. I I think it's a good ending. This this feels like a, it even had I, the uh, like, Dark Knight Rises ending. It had the it almost the, had the Dark Knight Rises it's pretty ending. Pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah, I was like, I swear to God, if this has, but um, I thought the the Char- oh yeah, that's one thing we didn't talk about. Charles Xavier retiring was like, mm-hmm. oh shit, this is like a real ending. Like this is mm-hmm. an ending to. The trilogy that is, uh, you know, uh, first class Days of Future Past being one half of a movie in this trilogy, and then Apocalypse being the worst one in it in the middle, and then this one is like, yeah, this okay, I I can dig this as an ending. Uh, I know it's not technically a prequel trilogy because the timeline's all fucked up, but I just mean in terms of like another. It, like it, it ends that era, that saga, those those three and a half movies. Yeah. Um, and I thought it did it well. I I would love to see. I I feel actually better about knowing that if we get more X Men stuff, it's going to be starting over. I would love it to. I I would be so happy if it was still had some kind of connective tissue to this. Not. It doesn't even need to be canonical because like. There is no canon in the X Men franchise, but like, if Deadpool exists, oh, in, yeah. a, a played by Ryan Reynolds, it's like, yeah, that's cool. Like that, yeah, that starts from X Men Origins Wolverine. Like that, that has that, a direct through line back to these movies. Yeah, um, that, that should definitely happen. Like that, yeah. Deadpool should still cross over. That, like, I feel like that's one of those things. It's like it's just so obvious that it's like you gotta do it. Yeah, like, and I, I would love if like. Please don't like aggressively redesign what the school campus looks like. <laughs> uh, if you gave, I, I was joking. I was like, someone needs to stop fucking leaving their basketball on this court, knowing that the, it's a the door <laughs> to a jet hanger. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, now it's like Disney. If you gave me that shot again of the ha- the basketball court opening and the basketball rolling off, like I'd be really happy yeah. and grateful. Like. Please don't just like dump on the old X X Men film fans mm-hmm. just because they're not yours. I mean that shot has been recreated in panels. Like it's it's iconic. Like I feel like that's yeah. like I feel like yeah. if you're gonna do the like if, the, if like, Professor X says like chess is for pussies, I'm gonna be really upset. Like 
You know, like, don't, don't uh, like, there are things uh, in these films that are like, yes, you can recast, but like, there are things, and, and it is interesting because, like, the chess thing, that's the movies. Like, that's, yeah. I, it probably exists in the comics, but not like this, not as a consistent reoccurring motif and, like, symbol. Um, yeah, I, if if Char- if the hangar still opens from the basketball court and Charles Xavier and Magneto still play chess, I would be fucking ecstatic. So, yeah, yeah. Um, you know what I want? Uh, in terms of uh X Men, mm-hmm. uh shows or whatever. Um, I want um Magneto Nazi Hunter. That'd be fun. That's what the that's what was supposed to be a thing yeah. if first cl- if Origins, X-Men Origins Magneto. was gonna be good. Yeah. We got a little bit of that in first class. I Well yeah, well, that's I what I mean. The, really... the, the first class scene where he's in like Argentina yeah. is like the it's so fucking good. Yeah. It's well, I so think good. that would be really cool. I also I don't know. It, it I, I, I would like that and I would definitely watch it and eat it up. But it is different than like the like blatantly obvious th- thing that somehow hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the way, in the same way that like I think Deadpool was like, why have they not done this yet? This is like so obvious. And then when we finally got it, I was like, this is great. This is exactly what this movie should be. Like this was mm-hmm. a perfect execution on what someone saying like, hey, we're making a Deadpool movie. It's like. Yes, this is what it should be. Uh, I actually, I should say, I still haven't seen Once Upon a Deadpool, and now that I've seen this, I'm like, yeah, I probably should watch that once Christmas rolls around, just so that I still yeah. have, I can still like have a little bit of X Men to lean back on. Um, I also have not seen that, so maybe I should yeah. do that as well. I also definitely want to try and finish Legion at some point. I, I might restart it so I can watch it with Helen, but the first season was great. Um, also, I'm just going to recommend um, Umbrella Academy, because that's a lot of, like, hey, what if you, if you like X-Men, but just want, like, a different thing that is essentially the same thing, Umbrella Academies are pretty good. That, mm. But that one also... Doesn't just take place at an academy, right? Not really. It kind of does. Like it like goes in the future or something, and some something. No, happens. it's so. Um, it's really. Umbrella sure? Academy feels like you speed reading like fifty years of X Men comics, like and like injecting it directly into your eyeballs. Where it's like, yeah, there's some school stuff, and they have some powers. But also they like they're adults and also That's there's I mean. time yeah. And also yeah, they're the time future, travel. Right. Like you're you're getting like all of the Chris Claremont X-Men comics shoved directly <laughs> into your eyeballs over the course of one season of TV. Uh-huh. Um which like if you're a fan of that, if you oh, like man. if you're a person who's like, hey, X-Men at its best ha- was when there were fucking aliens everywhere. Mm. It's like Okay, yeah, you might you might like this. I saw um, uh if, yeah, if you're an X Men nineties X Men cartoon fan, watch Umbrella Academy. 
I think Patrick A. Trollins had a tweet last week that was something like, basically, he was like, hey, there's no way to just, like, buy all of Claremont's X-Men. Like, there's not yeah. a collected volume or anything. He was like, Marvel, fix that. I was like, yeah, yeah that, that should be fixed. That would be good. Yep, I anyway. agree. Or you could just watch Umbrella Academy and have it shoved directly into your eyeballs. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that's yeah. most of it. Um, yeah. I kind of um, want to watch all the X-Men movies now in wh- whatever I can approximate chronolog- chronological order with. I kind of want to watch Blade now because I've been thinking about vampires. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cool. Well, uh, that'll do it, I guess. Uh, I want to thank Brenna for awesome artwork. Thank Dave for editing and giving us some theme music. If you want to hit us up and talk about X-Men or vampires or, you know, Harry Potter or anything else we're talking about, uh, then you can comment on SoundCloud. Um, yeah, that's it. Peace.